Association. 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 That was such uber ponage. Hello, fellow nerds from the studios of Daniel Barnett in the attic of his home. It's Nerd Association, our special 25th episode. Uh, Thank you for joining us for these 25 episodes. As usual, I am your host, Daniel Barnett. And I'm your other host, Mark Finch. And here at Nerd Association, we like to remind you that just because our jobs are spicy, it doesn't mean we are spicy. Ah, see what you did there. Hey. So today, in commemoration of 25 episodes of Nerd Association, we thought we'd do something a little different. We also just got done with a month of, of horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> so we wanted Although to- Although this could be the scariest, depending on how it escalates. Well, to be honest, with you know full, full uh, disclosure with our audience, I thought that this episode was going to be the last episode of October, <laughs> and was like, oh, you know what would be really scary? Eating ourselves into a stupor with hot sauce. Uh, I was wrong, but still. You know, it makes sense that in the first week of November, a time when tensions are high in the United States, <laughs> it might be nice to have, uh, we can do some debating of our own and hopefully have something to laugh at uh, in the coming weeks. So anyway, as we noted, we are in my home studios. It's a Sunday afternoon. We are not uh, on company time uh, eating chips and hot sauce and drinking <laughs> beers because I don't know, that just didn't seem appropriate. Yeah. Um, and we also think it's worth noting that uh, this idea of eating hot sauce and having hot takes that we've been asking you for for the past month, there is nothing new under the sun. We fully we fully accept that this is a a, a loving ripoff of yes. hot ones. <laughs> inspired by. Inspired by and, and, and admirably so. It's a great concept. Inspired yeah. by true events, which so. is another horror movie cliche as we finish out <laughs> the horror movie month. So what we've done, we've taken some of your sub- we've taken your submissions from Twitter. We've taken some of our own, de- you know, device. Um, we've written them down on cards. We've randomized them, and what we're going to do is for each round, we're going to take a few dabs of these hot sauces, which start at the very low end of the scale and get to the very high end of the scale. Mm-hmm. Have a little nibble on that. You're going to get lots of good tortilla chip ASMR today, <laughs> and uh, and then randomly draw a card, and we're going to talk about the the pop culture hot take. So. Um, Chops, why don't you lead us off? What's our first sauce today? All right. Our first sauce is banana pepper, which is 300 Scoville units, which is pretty low. I'm guessing it's based off of banana pepper, which is just a nice thing you can put on a sandwich that adds a little bit of a spice, but it's it's more more vinegary than spicy, probably. It's like spicy adjacent, but it's not. It's one of those flavors that. It tastes spicy, but it doesn't feel spicy. Right. Does that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's worth mentioning, too, we're using um, a brew-your-own-batch hot sauce and supplies, not a sponsor of Nerd Association, uh, pure Pepper Pyramid Challenge hot sauce set. Um, so these were curated for us and purchased from Amazon <laughs> and set, shipped right to my door, and that's what we're going to be using today. So if you're, I don't know if any of them are any good. We haven't tried them. So, yeah. so I think our best bet is to take a chip. Yep. Put on, like, two dabs. Sounds good. A little much, whatever. All right, it's the low one. I should be okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. If this, if we're in, in trouble on this one, then this is gonna be a bad day. Then we'll pull a card, and I'll. We'll both eat the chip, and then I'll read the card. All right, sounds good. Go take... for it. All right, as expected, right. vinegary, a little uh, fruity. Yeah, not, not much there. I, I think you could add that to something, and it would be okay, but. That'd be nice as a salad dressing, honestly. Yeah. Or a little bit, a little bit of oil in there. Definitely not very spicy on that one. I'm not getting really any after nope. spicy effects. Not, not even in the slightest. Tasty though. I like that. Okay. Yeah. So what's our, what's our uh, first hot take? 
One of our, I think our favorites as we were getting it together. Yeah. This is going to be one of the spicier ones, even though the sauce wasn't too spicy. YouTube, better than cable. Ooh. Um, I, in this age of, in this age of COVID, no, in this age of, of so much digital content, people being able to create their own content, um, I think YouTube is better than cable. And quite frankly, in our house, I mean, we have, you know, Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, mm-hmm. we have YouTube TV, which is nice for things like, um, watching a ball game, watching the news, local news, things like that. But most of the time, if we sit down on the couch to watch television, we're the YouTube app is what's going to get opened first, and yeah. we're, and we're going to at least exhaust our possibilities there before we move on to something else. I agree with you, unless I'm specifically like, I'm going to watch a movie and I, I look for one, or if we're in the middle of a show that we like and we're like, let's keep binging that, J-Lo and I right sure. now in the middle of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which yeah. I actually enjoy a lot, Joss Whedon great showrunner and uh great cast but moving back to youtube excuse me oh it started (laughs) there it is youtube is definitely my go-to when it's like when it's like oh i have 30 minutes to kill before i have to go do something like before i came over here today i had some time to kill Uh, youtube is the first one i go to and i have a group of creators i like i um i enjoy the like comedy commentary guys so not as much like, sometimes there's YouTube commentary channels that are, like, YouTube drama. Yeah. I don't really care for that. I don't care about the interpersonal drama of YouTube stars. Sure. But, like, the guys who, like, find a funny video online, and then they, like, break it down and just kind of make fun of it and stuff. Yeah. Some of my favorites are Drew Gooden uh, and, and uh, why am I forgetting his name? uh Danny Gonzalez. Yeah. I want to say Anthony Gonzalez, but that's an Ohio State, former Ohio State football player now. <laughs> Current politician. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh there's uh, Eddie Burback and then Gus Johnson too are some that I like. Cody Coe's is really famous. I mm-hmm. think he's good. And then my favorite, uh, my favorite like media of just like I need to pass time watch it. Red Letter Media. I mentioned them before. Yeah. On this, they do Half in the Bag, which is where they review new movies they've seen. They do Best of the Worst, which is where they get a panel together, watch a bunch of. Usually, it's three bad movies or bad just VHSs they have. They get sent all these VHSs all the time. Yeah. And then they review those, and then they have another one called Review, where they watch an old movie that they'd seen before and then review it and then review it again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of my favorite content creators on, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, YouTube is the way some of my favorite content creators, this is the way this is the way, um, are things like, um, binging with Babish. I love, you know, the cooking, the, the sort of independent cooking shows. The, the theme here is YouTube is cool. It's the nerd association mantra kind of too. Uh-huh. Passionate people being able to talk passionately about things they're passionate about. Yeah. And, and not being dictated by their studio or whatever. Right. For the most, I mean, there are some conglomerations on YouTube. Sure. But for the most part, these are independent people who, yeah, it's their job and they know they have to make content every week, but they usually pick something they actually want to talk about. Yeah. Love that. I mean, I have a ton of, as, as we've discussed, I'm a big old nerd when it comes to gaming and tabletop gaming. So I've got more of those than I can count. Um, Rune Hammer. Uh, Wylock's Armory and uh, the Crafting DM. DM Scotty's an Ohio guy. Okay. Uh, and so it's nice nice to support those folks. Um, I'm looking through my subscriptions. But yeah, also, this is a little bit of a cheat. Uh, but let's talk about why British media is better. Um, <laughs> my wife and I are obsessed with the show Taskmaster right now. Okay. And Taskmaster has put all of their episodes on YouTube. Full episodes on YouTube. I'm which not is- familiar with the show. Uh, every season, five comedians are given a series of tasks that they have to complete, and usually in a time limit. Or and then the, uh, the, there's a 
uh, Greg Davies is a like a television actor and, and stand up comedian who's the host and the judge. Okay. And for each task they're given, they give are given a certain number of points. They have huh. winners for each episode, and they have a season winner. It's kind of like an improv show type deal, or uh, well, the tasks aren't are aren't live. They've been pre recorded. Okay. Um, and they're usually, by the way, I recommend this to everyone because it's it's like game shows with re- like when game shows were fun. Mm-hmm. Because they're they're the tasks are ridiculous most of the time. <laughs> like, have fun for three minutes, and then after the three minutes is up, they give them another task that's like exactly recreate the thing you just did, like beat for beat. <laughs> um, hide a, an entire pineapple on your person. They like give you a pineapple in ten minutes, and you have to slice it and dice it and hide it so that somebody else like looks at you afterwards and can't figure out where you've hidden it on your body. <laughs> um, and usually it rewards creative thinking too. Mm-hmm. So anyway. A little bit of a cheat, but love it. And I think it's cool that companies are getting hip to the idea that, hey, guess what? More people are going to watch YouTube than a lot of these streaming services. And I mean, I pay for YouTube without ads because that bugs me. Okay. But for the most part, you can go and watch YouTube for free. Yeah. So, anyway. So, yeah, if you're somebody who's having a hard time picking shows and stuff, yeah, get on YouTube, explore it, find some creators you like. You heard some of the ones that we like in general, yeah. too. Oh, and not that they need my help, but Good Mythical Morning. If you're not watching it, they ask. They always Is that Rhett and Link? Yeah, they always thank you for being part of the daily routine. And really, you should make them a part of your daily routine. It's yeah. a lot of fun. So, <laughs> All right. That was our that was number one. So, Not our, very spicy, and we agreed on the take. Yeah. So, well, there you go. Appropriate. We Our, our take wasn't that spicy. Our, um, our second pepper is made of hatch valley anaheim pepper familiar with the anaheim pepper this sauce is 1500 scovilles so uh five times hotter allegedly than the Mm -hmm. last one which is tough because i didn't really get too much spice i don't know how to i don't know how to quantify five times hotter than something that That wasn't spicy wasn't very spicy Uh, well so this also appears to be so the first one was you know banana peppers are yellow it's like a vinegar based sauce this also appears to be like a more like a looser vinegary type sauce with it's got a little more body though it's hanging on the chip a little bit better um this immediately has a little bit more of a green kick Mm -hmm. mm-hmm not not unbearable nice kind of reminds me of like a Pickled jalapenos, you get like nachos at like a ball yeah, game. Yeah, it's very much like that. Yeah, that's there I'm may getting. be a jalapeno based sauce, but this is definitely like the sort of lowest common denominator of that. Mm-hmm. Very, yeah, very green, just a little bit of a kick. So, all right, all right. First card from me. Oh, this is a so this is from Kyle on Twitter, <laughs> or based on something Kyle said on Twitter. Are the Beatles really that good? Mm, now that's. That's a that's a, a that's hot a, question. That's a bold one. Beatles, I really like uh, classic rock from you know sixties, seventies, and then even into the eighties too. And then it seems like classic rock keeps extending itself. We're starting to hear Nirvana on classic rock stations yeah. and things like that. But either way, Beatles aren't my favorite, but I certainly think the Beatles are good. I think there's and there's something to be appreciated of the phenomenon that was the Beatles as they came over and invaded the British invasion of America and the Screaming Girls and everything. Yeah. Um. I mean, I agree wholeheartedly. The Beatles are one of my, still one of my favorite bands, but certainly as a person who sings and I play piano and guitar and things like, like have had a big influence on mm-hmm. the kinds of songs that I've learned and the the things that I value when it comes to music and the song, the Lennon McCartney songwriting team, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, can't argue with that. I, and uh, even if you don't like the music and I, I understand that some people don't, especially the like early sixties stuff. 
where I it's will more say like I'm classic more, rock and I'm roll. I'm more of a fan of that, like the Ed Sullivan, like almost okay? like doo-wop kind of Beatles stuff, The more so than like as they got, like you know, it's like psychedelic and yeah. stuff like that. The later stuff doesn't, I, not that I dislike it, but I like the, I want to hold your hand. I yeah. like that kind of stuff more. See, I tend towards the later years. I mean, yes, there was certainly those few like psychedelic albums, but there was, I mean, Abbey Road is just like cool concept arty writing. Um let it be is a fantastic yeah. album of an honestly kind of country inspired tracks, which is they they were yesterday is great. That's kind of in that same. Great. Yeah. They they were they were a group that played so many different kinds of music and mm-hmm. not just played them, but in a lot of ways revolutionized the genre and what it could be and what it could be to make music. Yeah. Um. You know the the deeper thought and the concept behind it, and just as 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 musical talents. I mean, it's worth yeah. one of our sort of sub questions on this, because I figured you and I would agree, probably. Yeah. More or less, <laughs> is who's the best Beatle? Because I think that's also a hot, uh huh, a hot topic. Do you have an opinion on who the best Beatle is? In the Beatles or outside of the Beatles? I either and both. Okay, because it's Ringo for neither. Ah, <laughs> uh, Ringo's solo stuff is better than people want to give him credit. I for. like George Harrison's solo stuff a little bit. I know it's real yeah. poppy and stuff, but I kind of like George Harrison. I have a soft spot for Paul McCartney's solo stuff. Yeah, that's that's what I think I would go with. A lot of people, listen, no disrespect to John Lennon, rest in peace. But disrespect to John Lennon, <laughs> overrated as a as a yeah. solo artist. John Lennon has inspired many like posters in like college rooms and yeah. you know, oh, look at this tattoo I got. It's oh, a it's John a... Lennon. And again, no, no disrespect intended. I'm sure I'll get hate for that, but he's yeah. just as as a solo artist, he was kind of overrated. Yeah. He was he was pretty pompous and and I think it affected his critical thinking when it came to his own talent essentially. Again, so, I wouldn't disagree with that. So we're we're on the same page. We got lucky, I think. Don't people stay seated. Well, there are some that I think we're going to disagree. I, I want to say though, I, I have a declaration for those out there who are who are listening, which is if your opinion is uh, I don't care about the Beatles, go fly a kite. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's it's good music. They don't have to be your favorite band ever, but they were super influential. And I'm also going to stick up for Ringo Starr. Okay, for a second. I like the meme though, where I don't know if they actually said this, but it's a meme, and it's a it's them being interviewed, and it says Ringo, are you the best drummer in the world? And then I think it's it's either John or Paul leans over and goes, he's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. And that yeah, great joke. Guess what? <laughs> being the quote unquote worst Beatle, you were still a fucking Beatle. <laughs> you were still one of them. You were in there, yeah, and you got to be part of it. And also, do you know what a drummer's job is to do? Keep a, rhythm. Keep rhythm. And guess what? Ringo was really good at keeping rhythm. <laughs> if you, I'm not again, people who who get fancy on the drums, more power to you. That's fine. That's not what you're there for necessarily. Yeah, well, and then you can really elevate yourself if, like, uh, like a Neil Pert type drummer who can get really fancy and keep the rhythm and, at and the same time. And knows when to keep it simple mm-hmm. and when to do flourishes. Yeah. All right. Moving on go. to our next hot sauce. This one is the green serrano pepper. All right, so we're getting into a little bit, a little bit hotter territory, I think. 17,000 Scoville units. So this one... 10 times. Yeah, 10, plus. Oh, 11 times, yeah. So serrano peppers, we make pickles in, in this house, and serrano peppers are the thing that I like to put in with pickling pickling carrots to All give right. them a punch. So, um, And usually this, this comes with a punch. So <laughs> a little bit of one at least. I've always wondered why pickled cucumber got to be the one that's just called pickles. 
and all the other ones are pickled onions and pickled carrots. And why did cucumber get to be the pickle? I think originally it probably was pickled cucumber, and then people got sick of saying pickled cucumber, so they just started saying pickles. Okay, a little thicker on this one, a little easier to keep on the chip. That's good. In the same way that like anything can be a, a chip, but people, you know, when you think of a chip, you think of a potato chip. Yeah. I mean, you know, eventually at some point, the most popular part of a genre becomes the thing. Yeah. Did this get a shake? Uh, no, I don't think so. All right, well. <laughs> we'll live. Clinging to the chip a little bit better, not running right off. All right. That reminds me a little bit of Tabasco, traditional Tabasco. That certainly is starting to get into yeah. warm territory. That would be something that if I added it to a food, you it would, would be spicier. It, you yeah. would realize it was there, <laughs> as opposed to the first two, which you might not even know were there. Here we go. Disney Classics versus Modern Pixar. Now, D- where's the cutoff for a classic? Yes, that's that was my first question, because no, I'm not a huge fan of Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella, but I am a huge fan of Lion King, because that's yeah. right in my wheelhouse. And that's at the beginning of Pixar 2. Toy Story comes out in 94. Right. Um. I think Beauty and the Beast, which was kind of the beginning of that whole thing, was like '89. So those I think are that's right. That's pretty close together. But I, if we're gonna go from like up to maybe like Hercules, like Beauty and the Beast, up to like Hercules, I'm gonna pick Disney classics. If I think Hercules feels to me like a good beginning of the modern era of Disney, because mm-hmm. um, I still feel like Lion King and Aladdin were closer to that older style. I don't know. Yeah. Well. So Aladdin, Lion King may have had some of this, but you can really see it in Aladdin that they were actually starting to experiment with the 3D animation. Right. There's the, when he's leaving the the cave and he's coming to that wall, it's very noticeable there that the wall they're using is like a 3D animation. And then Hercules does even more of it. And so then that's the, that's kind of when Pixar and Disney were coming up as one. Then Pixar kind of came off and then they came back together. But Pixar is now really its own entity. It's just part of Disney. I think I'm going to go with the classics because Pixar has so many good movies at at the top, but it has turned into just a sequel factory, it seems like, in the last 10 years. Yeah, here's here's what I'll say. I have a hard, if I'm being honest, I have a hard time quantifying Lion King, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast as Disney classics. Yeah, I have a hard time with that. Um, to me, Disney classics are much more like Snow White, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, De- 101 Dalmatians. Uh, that one's good. But if, like I, if we're doing Mickey that. Mickey and Minnie. I mean, all that kind of stuff. I'm going to have to go Pixar then if we're changing it to, to that. Sure, realm. that definition. Before, yeah, because, if we're going to like before Beauty and the Beast. Sure. If classic rock is in <laughs> 19 whatever, 93, though, is classic Disney. And I don't know. I will say even if you take. Lion King and Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin into consideration. Toy Story can still make you feel things as an adult. It's worth noting, I always have to edit those barks out from my boy Linus here. (laughs) Um, The Pixar's movies are made in such a way that kids and adults may get different things out of them, Mm -hmm. but you're going to get something out of them in a way that's... And Disney movies have that kind of hit or miss, but... They probably more so with adults liking them is more of nostalgia hitting, whereas, like, my parents were adults when Pixar started coming out, and I think they enjoy those movies. Yeah. So, this one's a little inconclusive. Maybe not that hot of a take, but if I have to choose, I might pick Pixar 
kind of given either definition. Yeah. Yeah. I have nostalgia for those movies that were the movies when I was a kid, but as far as being like well-made, thoughtful movies, I think Pixar might take One thing it. that helps me with Disney uh, classic, especially if we're going to include some of those 90s ones, mm-hmm. I am a big fan of like songs that I can sing along to sure. and like get all the lyrics right. And so obviously Disney offers that in a lot of their movies. Yeah. So that's something I enjoy, which you don't get with Pixar. Pixar doesn't very ha- have very many original songs. But the other thing about Pixar is so impressive. The and back to Disney classics when they were doing that, they it were was on revolutionary. The, yeah, they yeah. were on the cutting edge. But now, I mean, just the level of detail you see in Pixar movies is crazy. Water in Pixar movies yeah. looks <laughs> more like water than water. Than water does. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, I know that's a tough one. But like I said, if I have to pick one, it's Pixar. And feel free if you have opinions and you're listening to this tweet at us. I uh, mean, I think that's the point. Yeah, we, we assume you're going to disagree with at least some of what we say, <laughs> and we hope you let us know about it. So. All right, next sauce, yes? Yes. Okay, the next sauce is, so our pepper pyramid is actually set up as a pyramid in the box. This is on our lowest level of pyramid. This is the pencil-thin red cayenne pepper, mm. 30,000 Scovilles, so double the last one. Uh, it's a it's an orangey red sauce. I mean, like what you would expect from cayenne pepper. Yeah, now starting definitely got more body to it. We're starting so, to look more like what you would expect if you ask somebody just for hot sauce, right. like randomly at a restaurant or something. Hmm. I know the Scoville units will say otherwise, but I think the other one, the previous one, was a little spicier. I think it burned more. Yeah, this one has a nice round heat to it. It's fruity. It's like good. It's like a really yeah. nice flavor. We're uh, almost there's kind of a roastedness to it for sure. I feel like um, I think we're we're this this bottom level. What we're finding is these are good tasting. Yeah, along with being hot sauce, you know, and right. we're getting hotter, but and more and maybe more emphasis on the flavor that they bring than yeah. the the heat that they bring. All right, what's the hot take? What's the hot take? Ooh, this is a little bit of a throwback. Okay, were Ross and Rachel on a break? Now you, you and Jen have watched Friends pretty thoroughly. Yes. Recently? Mm, re- like when it was on Netflix. So okay. I would say that's recently enough, yeah. I haven't watched... I watched most of Friends, but it's been a while. Mm-hmm. It was in reruns, but it was still more back. My, my knowledge of Friends isn't as encyclopedic as The Office, but it's it's good enough that yeah. I, I, I... And I have an opinion on this before we saw this one and yeah. came up with talking about this one. Okay. Were they on a break? I believe they were. I think... I think Rachel was in the wrong on this one to get as upset as she did. I understand that Ross could have handled it in a much better way. Yeah. But if they were legitimately on a break, and that's what it was for, then Ross seeing another woman, in the biblical sense even, (laughs) is okay. Yeah. and Especially because he then owned up to it. I wonder, um, because I'm inclined to agree with you, I'm wondering if this is a hetero male opinion. (laughs) Because I'm wondering if it's is this worth uh, giving a phone a friend to our respective partners and seeing what they think? That would be interesting. Let's let's uh, let's see if I can catch uh, Laura here. Because see, the thing about it is Ross is such a polarizing character, yeah. and he handles everything. Even though he's supposed to be the most educated and brightest one of the group, he handles everything. It, in just the most immature, childish way. Yeah, you it's, know, it's, we were on a break. Like, yeah, okay, it's, man, it's, let's... it's hard to take his side when he's acting like such a jerk about it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, 
I'm a little conflicted because yeah, if you're on a break, isn't that the point of a break? Yeah. Well, then why were you on a break if you wanted? If you want, there's like there's a difference between a break and just needing some space or time alone. Like yeah, maybe that's that's kind of where the issue f- comes from. It's just on miscommunication. On a break, it's breaking up, right? I would think so. It, on a break is breaking up with the intention, maybe not the intention, but the possibility of revisiting the relationship right. if you if you feel that your feelings are continuing is how I take it. Um, you are separated. You are single for the time being. Right, because, again, you're breaking up. Yeah, it, But it's not a blowout, clean break. I never want to see you again. Um, so my wife, my wife, <laughs> um, says, uh, honey, I'm quoting you live, emphatically yes, all caps, capital uh, exclamation point. Okay. Her quote is, Rachel had personality disorder traits. Uh, Ross did too, but Rachel was needy AF. <laughs> uh and Ross is a narcissist. So there you go. Now, what do we think about actually phoning J-Lo? Oh, hit it. Putting yeah, the phone go, on speaker. Just <laughs> warn her that she's being recorded. Yes. It's ringing. That's what a, Guys, that's what this a phone is, this sounds is, like. If live radio were a podcast, this is it. She might just ignore it, knowing her. <laughs> she might go, why is he calling? Why is he calling me? Your call has been forwarded to an well, that was your chance to get in yeah. on the opinion, Jen. She did not pick up. So we so far we have three votes for that they were on a break. Are well, we are now? I wonder again. Is this? It's not. It must not be a hetero male opinion. Um, I wonder if it's a sign of like us as a generation. Maybe I have feelings about this, and I'm not sure why we all just agree so so emphatically. It's well, and like I said, it's a complicated issue because it's not. Rachel reacts isn't completely unfounded. I'm not trying to like say she's the crazy girlfriend yeah. or anything like that. I just feel like I the way they've set it up in the show, it seems like no matter how Ross handled it, it would have been like deemed like he did the wrong thing. Sure. But I, I think if I, he had handled it more maturely, it was okay based on what they had decided to do with their relationship. I guess I'll say uh, maybe the reason I feel weird about it I uh, in a in as much younger man. I was in a situation like this, and okay. I was the Rachel in that situation, and it did kind of suck. I don't know, but at the same time, I mean, that's what it's a break. You don't agree to it if you don't yeah. know what the terms are. So anyway, and a lot of times after a breakup, once you see your significant other with somebody, you know, now you see it on Instagram and everything. Yeah, it still hurts. Now, we also said as a side note on this one. Uh, Ross and Rachel versus Jim and Pam. Yes. And I don't think there's a contest here. It's Pim and Jam. It's Pim and Jam. Yeah. It's Jim and Pam. Uh, because guess what? One of them ended up as a couple <laughs> happily married with kids, and the other one ended up having a baby with a different friend. <laughs> yeah. And I, look at it this way. I think I would like to hang out with Jim and Pam. Yeah. I don't want to hang out with Ross and Rachel. Ross and Rachel are kind of Sid and Nancy, you know, except like <laughs> Upper West Upper West Side Manhattan suburb or yeah. urbanites, rather. <laughs> Gross. Anyway, okay. So there you go. Uh, the the takes are getting a little spicier as the sauces get a little spicier. Yeah, that one had more nuance to it, I think. Too. Yeah. Let's go. We are on to our fifth one. This one is the aged red Tabasco pepper, Ooh. fifty thousand Scoville units. So so up. Not, Not quite, quite double, double, but <laughs> jinx. Two thirds this one. So I'm assuming this one is going to have a, like I said, the other a one kind of tasted like traditional. And it's worth so. noting we're in our our second tier up on the pyramid now, so we'll see. 
All right, let's see if that jump is meaningful. <laughs> if these numbers mean anything. So far, nothing has... They've been getting spicier, but nothing has stuck with me. Nothing like, while, is, I, while I've been eating, I'm like, oh, that's pretty spicy, but I, nothing has been like, I need, a, I need a minute yet. I have a little bit of residual heat from the last one, but not like the unpleasant kind. It's, mm-hmm. it's like pretty, pretty good. Okay, so... All right, this one's uh, like a much more neon orange. It's a little runny. Yeah. All right, here we go. Now, the punch is immediate on that one. Mm-hmm. Ooh. You can feel it in the back of your tongue now, too. Yeah. Whoa. Um, okay. I think if you mix that one and the, uh, I think it was this one, the third one. You'd have you'd have, you'd have to be on to something? I think you'd have Tabasco, like how the the normal, the normal red bottle Tabasco. Yeah, yeah this has got a little more going on. Um, I feel that I need to linger on it for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I had to I had to reach for my drink in a way that um, felt a little more needed than wanted. If that makes sense. Speaking of drinks, yeah, that's for you, Schlegel. He <laughs> pops those he pops those monsters on the morning juice Here's every day. To for the take on this one, Mission Impossible. Better than Bond. This one's sent in by our nerd Sean on Twitter. Sean was on the uh, Universal Movie Monsters. Sean Brueger, he has earned the honorary title of nerd Ooh, from that, that one's one. sticking around. Yeah, that one has a little bit of hang on. Yeah. Where do you fall on this one? Mission Impossible, uh, I think, is better. I think Tom Cruise has thrown himself into this for whatever reason. He's got his whole list of <laughs> personal. Sure. I don't want to call him problems, but he's just he's an eccentric. Yeah. Uh, some and, of, some of them are problematic. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but when, some of them are not. And sometimes when you're just you know ultra wealthy for thirty years, it you just become a little weird. Sure. And he just has totally thrown himself into these Mission Impossible movies. He's like, you need me to hold on to the side of a plane? All right, I'll do that. Next one, we're going to space. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and like you know, and the movies the movies are good. The action is really good because it's a lot of uh, practical. Oh yeah. Practical effects. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I think the Mission Impossible movies are good. The problem with 007 is there are some really good ones. Everybody has their favorite Bond. Mine is Daniel Craig because of a generational thing. There are some bad 007 movies. Yeah. Pierce Brosnan. Aren't we on Mission (laughs) Impossible 7, though? Is that the next one that's coming out? I don't know. They stopped numbering them, but there were three. I think you're right. I think there's been, so there were three numbered, and then there were three with, like, the name. Right. Where they just named them something else. And then I think we're coming out with the seventh one. Um... So Mission Impossible is tighter because there are fewer of them. Mm-hmm. You have a more consistent cast of characters. I think that does help. This being said, I know nothing of the TV show. I agreed. I, I mean, we know it existed, but just yeah. I don't know anything about it. Um, <clears throat> I will say that I think the Bond franchise has higher highs than okay. Mission Impossible ever gets. The Bond franchise probably has better chance of having movies in like classic ranking list type stuff. Mission Impossible probably, yeah, doesn't touch the idea of, like, premier cinema. Uh, I mean, I like Mission Impossible. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that, the like, the best Bond movies are far better than the Mission Impossible movies. But mm-hmm. the worst Bond movies are, are pretty bad. And more far-reaching. I mean, when was the last time anybody made a reference to a Mission Impossible villain? I couldn't name one. Yeah, but Bond I, villains I are famous. I couldn't name a single one. Yeah. I can name Ethan Hunt. That's the only character I could name from Mission Impossible. And, uh... Nope. I couldn't. Maybe you could, but I could Wasn't Philip Seymour Hoffman the bad guy in Mission Impossible 3? Well, I can name the actor. <laughs> yeah. But I don't... Tell me what he was called. The bad guy. 
Precisely. So um, <laughs> I also agree that Daniel Craig is the best Bond. Okay. And I don't, and I don't know. I it, I don't think it's generational because I've watched all of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, because Daniel Craig plays Bond the way Bond was written in the books, mm-hmm. and I to me that helps. Um, but there's a hot there's a, a hot take that we would have agreed on, so it wouldn't have been a point in tackling. But who's the best Bond? We yeah. say Daniel Craig fight us. Full disclosure: I haven't seen all of the Bonds. I think even most of the classic ones are mostly like clips. Or portions of movies. Sure. I've seen some of the Pierce Brosnan ones, and I've seen all but the, I think maybe Quantum of Solace. I don't think I saw that one. It's. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, I did see uh, Skyfall. I thought Skyfall was really good. I think Skyfall's the best. Casino part. Royale is really good, too. Yep. Casino Royale, one problem with it, it should end three different times. It <laughs> yes. just keeps going. <laughs> like, just end. That, yep. that was an ending. Oh, and we got 20 more minutes. Yeah. Agreed. But I, I also would say Skyfall is the best Bond movie. Yeah. Boop. That's all it. Right. So. Spicier. What? Spicier, hanging on, uh, giving me the like the nose run thing mm-hmm. a little bit. And we're only halfway through. so I, It's also worth mentioning at this point. I don't do great with spice. <laughs> I like I like spice, but only when it's accompanied by flavor. I'm usually and some... Yeah, if, some, if, if a dish is spicy, that's cool. You made it that way. It's great. I'm not... Except for maybe like a burrito. Yeah. Like I'm not too much of an ad add hot sauce to you know, some people who will just add Frank's red hot to whatever they're eating. I'm not that In guy. In fact, they have a slogan. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> but anyway, uh so so we're starting to get into territory that I would consider to be spicy and flavorful. Mm-hmm. But I'm I have I am now a little worried about how unpleasant the top Ooh. of the top is going to get. Okay. Moving on. Yeah, it's me. Let's see what we got here. This is the Scotch Bonnet Pepper Sauce. It is 250,000 Scovilles. So is this five times hotter than the last oh, one? Wow. Is that yeah, right? so we're really jumping up now. That's, I think, one of the biggest increase. That might be it's the biggest. the biggest jump. So, well, it's the largest, certainly, numerical jump. Yeah, uh, but it's the most, like, uh, multiplied. No, we had one that was 10 times spicier, didn't we? Anyway, point being. Yeah, I guess you're right, from 1,500 to 17,000. This is certainly the largest jump of 200,000 Scovilles. Yeah. By the way, do you know what a Scoville is? Do is you know what a, defines a Scoville? Uh, no. Is it a person? Is it named after a guy, I'm guessing? It's named after a person. Uh, who is this the right time for this lecture Before, like, while I can have a cogent thought? Yeah, I think let's, let's get to Scoville before you are hating him. <laughs> <laughs> so... Scoville was a scientist who wanted to experiment with hot peppers, who was the one that, like, essentially discovered that capsaicin is the thing in peppers that is hot. Okay. And the Scoville scale is based on the number of squirts of diluted simple syrup that it would take on your tongue to stop the burn completely. So This would take 250,000. Which, obviously, (laughs) at some point, there's extrapolation involved. Uh Uh-huh. But, yes, that's the number of of squirts, like... of uh, simple syrup solution that it would take. So, does it have to have heat. capsaicin to be on the Scoville scale? I don't know that it has to, but capsaicin is the thing that makes pepper spicy. Uh-huh. It's the thing that also, by the way, capsaicin is mace. Like pepper spray is pepper. It's caps. <laughs> it's pure capsaicin. There are some hot sauces out there, by the way, that are like uh, mace grade capsaicin in a bottle. So if you if you carry around simple syrup spray, you can just get pepper sprayed with impunity and just do your simple syrup, and you're fine. There's a reason that people that go into protest situations True. carry milk with them because yeah. it's the sugars in milk that help kill the heat. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's not. It's not the fat. Fat can make it worse. It's the sugars. Science. The lactose. So there you go. 
uh, oh yeah, we're supposed to eat this. Yeah. I should have been doing this while I was talking. I apologize. <laughs> anyway. I hope you guys enjoyed our little science lesson. Yeah, you. I just think that's it's interesting to know what that even means. So there you go. All right. Not too much. We're getting high now. I guess I'm doing the same dose for each one. Maybe I'm that's trying wise, to do about but... the same, but yeah. All right, science. Here you go. I got it in the nose hmm. right away. Um, I still like that one. Yeah. We'll see. This one feels like a creeper. Yeah. Because if that other one was lingering as much as it did, this is a, this, this one's probably going to linger. This one's even. a creeper. Mm-hmm. This one is a slow and intensifying burn. <laughs> I have not gotten the like urge to like cough in the back of my throat yet. Yep. We, have, we have avoided that so far. Agreed. Okay. Um, am I up? Yep. Yeah. Ooh. Now I know we disagree on this one. Yes, sir. Pepsi versus Coke. It's Coke. All the way. It's the classic. It's the original Coca-Cola. It's got the better syrup. It's better. That's whiskey. not an argument. Make an argument. Nobody says me. whiskey Pepsi. Smart say whiskey Coke. Smart people it's do. It's the real one. Down in Georgia, when you ask for a Coke, it just means all sodas because it's the one. Because of rampant capitalism. No, no, no. no, no. It's because it's better. <laughs> because of the Coca-Cola factory being in it, Atlanta, Georgia. I know nothing of this fact. I, I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> no. Um, I feel... Pretty strongly on this that like Coke is my favorite, okay. but I am not somebody snobbish enough to not drink Pepsi. If a Agre- restaurant agreed, agreed, if a restaurant says we only have Pepsi, I'm like that's fine. But I will always say Coke if I don't know, and then if they have to correct me, then no. Oh. But yeah, I w- will you say Pepsi at a restaurant? I will say Coke or Pepsi. Okay, in alphabetical order only. <laughs> um. So first of all, Pepsi's older. Just so you know, okay. everyone's like, oh, Coke American classic. No. It was not the first one. <laughs> um, one that, older isn't always better. I know. I agree. I'm just saying. Everyone <laughs> talks about how Coke's the American classic. I did. Not, I said it's that. Not the, yeah, <laughs> it's not the oldest. It's not the most classic. That's why they had to add classic to the name because they're oh. posers. Um, I think that Coke's formula is has too much acid in it. Mm-hmm. The bur- the bite and burn of Coca Cola is the thing that makes it iconic, but when you put them side by side, I think Pepsi is a more pleasant drink. I don't want to... If I want to drink a, a cola, I don't want it to kick me in the mouth even a little bit. <laughs> uh, guess what? You can't dissolve a steak in Pepsi, but you can in Coke. Yeah, but I can already dissolve a steak in, in my stomach. Yeah. So, like, what's the difference? Well, I guess it's, I'm just thinking about... Um, <laughs> no, I get it. The One thing I, I do have a problem with people, like, that one's legitimate because that's like an organic material, a steak. When people are like, I saw somebody put Coke on a on a battery in a car and it got rid of the corrosion he's like that's when i stopped drinking soda and it's like well that's more of like a chemistry thing like you don't have I mean, battery acid in your stomach so it's not going to make that well i guess you do have acid. you have in fact battery strength acid in your stomach but yeah. but, but i guess now i sound stupid yeah you do <laughs> uh, i will say that here's the thing i think about when i think about the coke versus pepsi debate and you can call me wrong and say i'm being a jerk i think co- people who like coke like coke on nostalgia Almost exclusively, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a brand pride thing that I, Coke fosters. Coke on purpose wants you to feel loyal to them. Coke is rumored to have invented the modern Santa. They they did. They <laughs> yeah. invented the modern Santa as a marketing ploy, and it stuck. I mean, Coke has the power of of twisting your emotions, but that means Coke's manipulating you. Coke introduced <laughs> a crappier version of Coke. 
to make to re-release the other the re- original Coke because their sales were bad enough that they had to try a publicity stunt to keep people buying it again. <laughs> Pepsi was kicking Coke's ass in the cola wars, mm-hmm. and that's why Coke had to pull its stupid stunt. I just want to throw that out there. All right, on this, I do want to do a slight offshoot. Yeah, and compare the the corresponding soda from each company. Okay, Sprite is one million times better than Sierra Mist. I think most people would agree with that one. Oh yeah, so that one's clear. Gone out of there. Mountain Dew is better than Mellow Yellow. Uh, well, can I say one thing? I don't think it's a million times better. I agree that Sprite is better Sierra than Sierra Mist. Mist. Is bad. False. But you. Know, but here's. <laughs> can I tell you what though? Okay. Better than both of them is Seven Up. Okay, I can get with that. Is and Seven guess, Up bottled by Pepsi internationally? Is it one of those? And guess who carries Pepsi? Or guess who carries Seven Up with their stuff? Also. Pepsi. Mm. Pepsi has distribution rights to 7-Up and Dr. Pepper and those too. Yeah, there's some international yeah. in the States thing, but it, they're, they're, they're business partners in some way. Correct. Um, Mellow Yellow versus Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew's better. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. Although I don't care for- That one's not a, not as bad. I will, if I'm thinking I want a lemon lime soda and it's Sierra Mist, I will think twice. <laughs> That's And maybe go for a different soda. But here's what I'm going to say to you, that you are- making an argument about an entire company's worth of sodas when the debate is Coke versus Pepsi, my yes. friend. I, I just I, wanted to... Yeah. Oh, no, you're To right. Pepsi's credit, Gatorade is better than Powerade. Oh. I don't know if I agree with that. Well, Gatorade's the one, so that's why I agree with it. <laughs> they don't dump Powerade on the coach when he wins the Super Bowl. But see, Bowl. that's marketing, my friend. <laughs> that's not about the product being better. It's about the marketing being better. Yeah, but... <laughs> I'm a sucker for marketing, I guess. <laughs> That's what I'm saying to you. I I really think I will put it up to the this. majority of Coke people do it not because they actually prefer it, because most people who like Coke probably haven't done the side by side comparison. I can do a blind taste test and pick the, which one is Coke and which yes, one is Pepsi. They taste different. Okay. I don't. I mean, because there's some people who think you can't do that. That's, I mean, Coke and Pepsi taste different. They have different formulas, and like I said, the thing I dislike some about Coke. Again, I'll drink a Coke. Is Fountain, Coke? Let me it, say this. It, so, if Pepsi's your best one, are there other colas before Coke then in your ranking? Because mm. there are, you know, there's RC Cola, there's yeah, Big K, which that might just be the Kroger brand. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you're saying. Uh, um, I don't think RC is up there for me. I, it's a good question what you're asking mm-hmm. me. Um, and I will make this statement: Fountain Coke is not better than Pepsi, but Fountain Coke is better than canned and bottled Coke. Well, and something Coke has going for it is they are the sponsor of McDonald's, yep. and McDonald's makes so much money that they put more syrup in their soda than pretty much any other restaurant, right. fast food, or otherwise. And there's a reason and that Fountain Colas are, are good, are better than their They taste better. Well, yeah, and they're like more of a fresher right. mix. Yeah. But, but Coke puts, yeah, McDonald's puts more syrup in, so that's why the Pepsi and Coke at McDonald's taste better than anywhere else. So, so I will say that, like, if I'm out and about, a fountain Coke is as good as a fountain Pepsi because they are different than their bottled and canned counterparts. Okay, but I don't have a soda fountain at my house. <laughs> All right, I don't know about you and no. your big driveway, <laughs> but uh, but I don't have a, a soda fountain at my house. So if I have, to, which I don't drink that much cola at my house anyway. Yeah. Uh, but if I had to, it would be a Pepsi. All right. And I will say this: I grew up with a Coke mother and a Pepsi father. So it's not even that I grew up with one exclusively. Uh, we were a Coke household. My mom does most of the shopping, and we were definitely a Coke household. So, so. My mom is really – I can always tell if my dad accompanied my mom to the grocery store, which isn't very often, but every so often, <laughs> because like we would have like generic stuff, 
Yeah. Because my dad would be the one, well, this Isn't one's this 30 cents cheaper? cheaper. And like my mom just does not pay attention to that at all. I mean, <laughs> which is like fine, but it, it is what it is. It's just noticeable. It doesn't, yeah, you can, you can tell. I so, think we're right. on to this one. That, so that one is the, the last one in our second tier. In our tier two. Takes are getting hotter too. Blood red per what? Peruvian? Isn't that habanero? Yeah, but there's a there's a, oh. a subtitle. Blood oh. red, I think it's Peruvian, habanero pepper. Whoa. Six hundred thousand, so double a little double and, and, and double little and some, yeah. But yeah. yeah so six hundred thousand, we're getting up habanero. Which again is the also the the new highest jump in uh Scoville units. Yeah. I will say that um habanero is the Hottest pepper sauce I've ever had in on food. Habanero has great flavor though. When you get like the yeah. mango or the sweet type of habanero, habanero is one of the best peppers as far as flavor goes. But I'm just telling you, this so far is my ceiling. Okay. In, in life, we are about. This is the last charted territory I'm going to have today. I like the color on that one. It's like a. It's like a light orange. Kind of looks like orange soda almost. Yeah. Oh yeah. A little bit like. Uh, where's your who? What's your go-to orange soda? Since you just finished that conversation, probably Sunkissed. All right, I'm more of a Faygo guy myself. I think Faygo's Coke too, but anyway. I like that one. It's spicy though. <laughs> Ooh, this is the first one where I'm getting that back of the throat. Yeah. I think we are, based on my previous experiences with habanero, habanero, I think we're getting a little desensitized to spice because this isn't killing me the way that I thought it put, could potentially. Do we need to do a little bit more on our dabs? Well, let's let's see. Let's see how we let's see how we do on the first this is, tier. This three one's one. receding fairly quickly. I feel like it's hit hard. And it's then, on the uh, it's on more of my the tip of my tongue than the other ones were lingering. The other ones are lingering more in the back of my tongue. Okay, I don't know enough about tongue science, but I know there are. It, you're talking I don't know about, about. I don't know for tongue science. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't, <laughs> that was a good phrase. <laughs> I'm gonna do another dab because honestly, I'm thinking that I'm getting a little desensitized to it because I'm expecting this to hit me harder than it is. I'll join you. Okay, so we're getting bold. Which is the wrong thing to do as you're increasing the spice. And right before I took that bite, I was just feeling my saliva increasing. That happened to me a couple of rounds ago where I just was like... Yeah, yeah. which is, you know, I guess your Tell body's... Res- your tongue science response. <laughs> <laughs> to it being spicy and it trying to protect itself because that's what spice is it was um it was plants that said we'll get spicy and you won't eat us coming <laughs> soon from the makers of nerd association it's the tongue science podcast <laughs> um that should that's our next podcast idea tm 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 don't steal the idea uh we just go around taste food and give you the science of why it's good you know what we don't need to do that one eats, isn't it we don't need to do that one on a podcast we can do it on a new social media type form tiktok thoughts that is our next hot take. Well, here's the first question. Do you have a TikTok account? I do not. JLo does. Sometimes we will sit there and watch TikToks together. And I've watched enough TikToks. It's it's big enough now that it, it ends up on Facebook and Twitter yes. periodically. And it's a way for just people to... It's the most... I would say probably beating out Instagram but just by a little bit now. The most famous way to share videos. Yeah. Like viral type videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't have a TikTok account, and the only exposure I have had to TikTok, and I mean the only exposure I have had to TikTok, is on YouTube D&D TikTok. Okay. Now, here's what I'll say. As a person who is one of the olds at this point, when it comes to new social medias coming out, 
TikTok, D&D TikTok is hot, man. Like, it's <laughs> it's good. Like, the content that's being created, there's a lot of fun. Okay. So, maybe I am. Here's what I worry about. You know, putting on one of these YouTube videos and, like, kind of doing something and, like, that's fine. But, like, because it's passive. I can mm-hmm. let it run and do its own thing. It's like normal TV. It's like normal TV at that yeah. point. I am. I guess maybe I'm a little worried that I could be one of those people that would just, like, scroll TikTok mindlessly Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely a little bit addicted to scrolling Twitter, but it works because it is part of my job. I'm dooms. I doom scroll Twitter too yeah. much, and it's well, part of my job. I do have to tell myself these people are just random individuals. I don't need to care about their response to this tweet. Like I'll read yeah. a few, and then at a certain point, I have to be like, okay, I I get the consensus <laughs> from this group of people. Yep. I don't need to read it anymore. Yeah, anyway. but it's also a big part of my job and i'm sure you get a fair amount of you know news scrolling from it but sports lives on twitter well these days most of especially with political news most of that's on twitter too yeah i wonder why that is um (laughs) the thing about tiktok uh jayla and i were talking about this tiktok seems to move faster than vine i don't know why that is but it doesn't seem like well (laughs) well, because one of them's dead but i know what your point is (laughs) even when vine was i remember when vine was around and it seemed like there was a group that was like, there are very famous TikTokers, but it seems like, I don't know if they're creating more content all at once or anything. Like, it doesn't seem like there's like this classic role of TikToks. And maybe once it slows down, there will be. Sure. And it'll have a similar form to Vine. But Vine, people who are fans of Vine know all the funny ones. And that's the other thing. Vine was pretty much at its actual popularity. Like the popular things, the things that were viral, were almost all funny things yeah tiktok has like do the dances and it just has like famous thirst trap type people and now there's like there's these like good looking high school kids who like move to la together and like i don't know who's bankrolling (laughs) us but they like live in houses together and just make tiktoks and it makes money so your argument is kind of that like tiktok is now is not just becoming like the new snippet video sharing it's kind of becoming than the new all-around media. Yeah. It's probably the most, you know, it's probably the most watched channel of, yeah. like, younger kids, like Generation oh, Z. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's I, I think it's cool. I think it's, it, to me, it's like... I, I'm not the... Yeah, I don't want to be the one to shit on younger kids for doing things no. that they find fun. I think it is it is what YouTube was when YouTube started. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's less... I mean, I'm sure TikTok is commoditized in some form or fashion, and of course, there's all the Somebody's debate. paying for those mansions. Right. There's, <laughs> there's, there's some debate about who's hosting it and what information and blah, 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 yeah. and I don't want to get into that, but of course, that's the same stuff with any social media. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I do think that it's like it's inviting a new generation of creativity and like innovation that others like that YouTube as a content creation service did when it was young. Yeah. So yeah, good job TikTokers. Not that hot of a take, but we're here. We are an old (laughs) and an almost old saying. You keep you good you young kids. You keep doing it. Live your dreams. TikTok did what Vine couldn't. They found a way to. Be, live to like, survive to make money and yeah be able to support however many servers they need which i'm sure are quite a few yeah we are now in the territory where the the next three sauces are of the third and fourth tier mm-hmm. boy i've got a lot of saliva going on right now <laughs> right name three the three hottest peppers you can think of ghost pepper yep funny story about ghost pepper a kid got suspended from my high school because he brought in ghost peppers and had people do like the ghost pepper challenge yeah and he got suspended. I guess it's not really a funny story. It was funny it, to me. It was a story. 
<laughs> Barely a story, but it was a story. It was two, it was two sentences. <laughs> um, oh man, I don't. I don't think I know another one. Trinidad Scorpion. Don't know that one. Carolina Reaper. I do know that one. I not off the top of my head, but I've I've definitely heard. So those Carolina are the world's Reaper. three hottest peppers, as far as I know. Those okay. are the three sauces we're gonna do now. Woohoo! So, um, I believe it's me, right? Yes, that one. So we are now on to the ghost pepper. The what? The boot Jaholio? I can't tell what that says. <laughs> it's it's a script that's yeah. a little hard. Here it. This is more in a print. B u h t j o l o k i a. Oh, uh, Blut Yolokio? A.K.A. Ghost Pepper. So it must be, I don't know if that's like the local name for it yeah. or something. I think it's, um, I want to say it's like in Southeast Asia. Pepper. Okay. Anyway, um, the Ghost Pepper is a million Scovilles. So that's more. That's do- double. <laughs> so that's what, more. <laughs> that's not quite double what we just did. Yeah, for reference, the first one on the tier below this. The red Tabasco mm-hmm. uh, was fifty thousand. So now we're up to a million. So let's give it a shake. Woohoo! Yeah, the saliva is intense, and the 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 post nasal or the pre nasal drip is <laughs> is also getting to be a little more intense. Although I will say the habanero didn't didn't kick me the way I thought it would. No, I the like you said the saliva production is the main thing i'm noticing as we've gone up yeah you were having a lot of the physiological symptoms other than the pain factor i'm gonna do a little i suspect that's about to change so we don't have to do a double dab (laughs) i'm gonna regret this all right did it oh no don't lick my fingers linus i have dogs under the recording table right now all right wow yep feeling that one (laughs) (laughs) Woo. Woo-woo. All right, what's the hot take? <laughs> this is the first one that makes me feel like I have smoke in the back of my my mouth. Yeah. Well, my okay. Tongue, my tongue actually hurts now. We've gotten to a good one All right. as far as, like, getting a hot, pretty hot take. Um, Oh, hell. Hell's bells. All right. Um, <laughs> doing the deep water glug. This is a uh, – wow, Chops. The good news is, I always say this on hot ones, is spice has a half-life, so it will never be worse than it is right now. Yeah, you say that. <laughs> Some of them are, are creepers, and this is one of them. This is a creeper. Yeah. Oh, man. Which is the worst Star Wars? Which is the worst? Uh-huh. Clone Wars. Episode two. Attack of the Clones. Whatever. It's, a, it's an important distinction. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It is. In this case, it is. Um. Please listen to the sound of my dog barking for a moment. <laughs> Holy hell. Um, yeah, Attack of the Clones is the worst one. Um, <laughs> okay, so we're at least in it. Uh, we keep agreeing. Anakin's uh, dialogue is un- unlistenable, and it's not Hayden Christensen's fault. I hate sand. It's rough, and it's coarse, and it gets everywhere. She's just like I remember in my dreams, Jar Jar. <laughs> um, Attack of the Clones has Jar Jar Binks as a, as a representative. Uh, in the Senate, it has a, the most angsty teenage Anakin you've ever seen in your life. Is Jar Jar Binks a, a Sith, Sith Lord? Lord? No, he's just stupid. He's just easily <laughs> manipulatable. But guess what? Palpatine manipulated a lot of manipulated a lot of smart people. So can't, you can't crap on Jar Jar for being manipulated. Everyone else was too. Yeah. Um. Wow. Okay. Starting to calm down a little bit. You think you have it, and then it's it's back. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
for all of you out there that are, are Star Wars fans <coughs> enough to... By the way, Last Jedi, not the worst Star Wars movie. Go f- fly a kite. I think Last Jedi... Um, we've never talked about this on, on the podcast. No. I think Last Jedi is a actually... It's not the greatest Star Wars movie, but it's actually a really good movie. Yes. And that's that's a problem that I think people have a hard time... Like, episode two is, like, a bad movie. It's it's a bad movie, and it's a bad entry. Yeah. Woo! Okay. I think I'm... Nope. <laughs> you think you have it. Okay, um... Here's here's the other thing. If Attack of the Clones is paying off on the line from A New Hope, where Obi-Wan references that your father fought in the Clone Wars... Yes. Um, it doesn't do a good job of talking about the Clone Wars, and it doesn't do a good job <laughs> of showing Anakin Skywalker as the best pilot and badass in the galaxy. <laughs> so, Revenge of the Sith does a far better job of that. So that's from our Star Wars expert. As... Uh, Maybe the slightly more into like movie science guy, I think, just like the making of movies. I'm sure. not trying to like yeah. say, but I think I'm more I, about narrative theory than I am filmmaking. Yeah, yeah and I, I just watch a lot more. I think I watch more movies. And that's you not do. to, that's not to I make watch, me. I'm, I'm now I'm only on TikTok, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to comment on the yeah. technical aspects of the movie. George Lucas was so enamored with the th- 3D animation backgrounds and stuff that. This was a problem in all three, but worse by far in this one. Yeah. Of like, the the sets just aren't real places. It's just green and blue that they just morphed into whatever they wanted because that seemed cool. And at the time it seemed cool, but I think even when that movie came out, it, was, it would have been like, that doesn't look good. Like, there are some movies that just get dated. Yeah. But like, 3D, like CGI, unless the whole movie is CGI, but CGI should be used to enhance the movie it shouldn't be used to like be the whole thing well and to the credit of the sequel trilogy they went back to practical effects as much mm-hmm. as they could and i think that was the right decision to make yeah my tongue is huge right now <laughs> um but yeah so as a, as a as the star wars expert resident star wars expert um spend your time watching episodes of the clone wars animated series which tells you what the clone wars were Explains everything that's trouble like problematic about war. Explains why both sides had points. Shows both like sides playing off of one another, and shows Anakin Skywalker to not only be a badass but a complex character that makes you compelled to want to know why he became Darth Vader. Yeah, in a way that the Anakin, especially the Anakin of Episode Two, the Anakin of Episode Three is better. Is is better is not still what you would imagine becomes Darth Vader. But at least he has better motivations. He has more like the the dialogue's not as stilted. Like mm-hmm. just everything about that arc starts to at least get closer to what you hope for in this Revenge is... of the Sith. But uh, here's what I'll tell you: the Clone Wars Anakin. If the Clone Wars Anakin had been the Attack of the Clones Anakin and the Revenge of the Sith Anakin, the prequel trilogy might be considered the best Star Wars trilogy. Because okay. I just think there were so many dis- weird decisions made about Anakin. Again. Excuse me. <laughs> it's not Hayden Christensen's fault. He gets I, a lot of hate. It's yeah, I not want to his comment fault. on that. I think Hayden Christensen is sort of in the Robert Pattinson group. Pattinson is a better actor than Christensen, and Pattinson's a really good actor. Yeah. but And he's finally climbed his way out of the Edward Twilight Cullen hole. hole. Yeah. yeah. 
now Hayden Christensen wasn't able to climb out of it, but he is a better actor than he gets credit for for his performance as Anakin. As you mentioned, a lot of it was the writing. And guess whose fault that was? Lucas. Lucas should. Lucas is really good at huge picture stuff mm-hmm. and at really small detail stuff. He's not good in that middle ground where people live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's really good at the, the galaxy, and he's really good Do at the like every. Do you think they would have been better off with him being like executive producer of the prequel series, like the original trilogy? Where I mean, obviously, A New Hope, he had full control, but Empire Strikes Back is largely regarded as the best Star Wars movie, and it, and it is because of Lawrence Gasdan doing like uh-huh. punching up the script and making it better than it was. Um, and Lawrence Kasdan has had a lot of sway on star wars since then and has helped to pull it out of some of its some of its uh, pitfalls yeah and it's like it it's so there because like the original trilogy is the best of the three trilogies i think most people would agree with that and then they were so successful and they were so big that they gave lucas everything in the prequels which what didn't quite work out right then they basically completely stripped him away disney just buys it and makes three more and it's like you just need that balance. You do. George Lucas is important to Star Wars for obvious reasons, and I think for the actual trail of the story because it's always been his story, right? But he shouldn't be in complete control of it. Well, here's <laughs> here's the other thing I will say about the the three trilogies. So if the if the three trilogies are known as the Skywalker saga, each trilogy is is supposed to be about one of the Skywalkers. Yes. Man, I still have that left side of my tongue that's numb. I'm doing better um, now. I, I would be ready for the next one soon. Uh, I think we're talking about Star Wars a little longer than we intended just because this is spicier. That's part of it because we're having a hard time catching our breath. Yeah. I'll wrap up, but just stay <laughs> yeah. with me. If the prequel trilogy is supposed to be Anakin Skywalker's story, mm-hmm. his becoming story, and if the original trilogy is supposed to be Luke Skywalker's story, Really, the sequel trilogy was supposed to be the story of Leia. Yeah. But, unfortunately, Carrie Fisher died before they could make that arc really pay Mm -hmm. off. And then I guess it, you know, I guess you could say Rey is a Skywalker. She claims to be at the end. You could, but I I mean, the Skywalker tie in those films is much more Leia than it is Luke. Yeah. Right? And I guess Kylo's a Skywalker. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess the thing I'm getting at is the idea that Luke's story was the easiest to pay off. Because it's the most simplistic story. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that Star Wars, the original trilogy, didn't have. Well, some and it didn't have to deal with convolution of three or six previous movies. Precisely. <laughs> if the and and really had had Carrie Fisher not passed away when she did, I do think that the I, I in which we can't help. I think the sequel trilogy would have been better received because I think it would have yeah. had a better through line. But that didn't happen. While Anakin's story gets told in the prequel trilogy, it's not it doesn't end up getting told in a way that that makes sense for what comes after. Uh, or we don't get to see enough of the thing that makes Darth Vader one of the best movie villains of all time, mm-hmm. like how he got there. Yeah, we understand it a little bit, but we don't feel that that push. And so what I guess I'm saying is you'll understand it if you watch The Clone Wars, <laughs> go do it. Which um, you have promoted before on our show. The the if you do nothing else, the, yeah, I have. The last four episodes of The Clone Wars. It, it, if you only watch that, do that. Of the, like, of the series. Okay. Because it tells the story of what happened uh, during Order 66 through the eyes of Anakin's former Padawan learner, 
and he and Darth Vader makes a, an appearance in that, and I think it's beautiful. Go watch it. Okay. Does Samuel L. Jackson save the prequels? <laughs> I just think he's fun. No, but he's, I mean, he's a fun actor, but no, he doesn't save the prequels. No, I don't think so. I don't I think just... the prequels need saving. They just are what they are. Final take. Uh, Solo and Last Jedi are criminally underrated and and did worse because trolls are awful. So, <laughs> again, Star Wars fans, don't, don't call yourself fans if all you do is hate. Yeah, That's I have all. not seen Solo, so full disclosure there. But I... It's fun. like I said, it's such a fun movie. Like I said, I think the Last Jedi is actually a really good movie. I understand why it didn't work for the Skywalker saga in the story, but you it's know a what? great movie. That's not really on Ryan Johnson because if you wanted it to be cohesive, then run it like Marvel and make sure you're keeping an eye on things. Right. Because you said, "Hey, Ryan, make this movie," and he said, "Okay," and he made the movie and he made a good movie. Yeah, I agree. All right, so now we're into uh, Scorpion Pepper territory. I um. I'm, Trinidad Butch Tea Scorpion Pepper. I'm a little getting a little worried about this, but all right. We'll 1.4 million Scovilles. Woo. So that's more. <laughs> <laughs> it is more. It is the same jump between the uh, the habanero to the ghost pepper yeah, a, is the same a, jump to this one. I have a feeling we're not going to feel a as, lot of difference as bad with yeah comparative. I think the final one's going to be different. A little bit of an ass kicker. Yeah. Um. We we missed it on that one. Was that one still worth putting in your food? Mm. That one might be more of a add while you're cooking, not like and let it top it. Yeah, and let it come out a little bit. Ghost pepper is one of those things where if you're going to put it into food, you need to do it with uh, either sparingly or with some sort of a creamy sauce that fights its spice a little bit. Okay. Or like a sh- a little bit of sugar that fights. The Are spice. you a good cook? I mean, I'm okay. I have almost no cooking skills. Yeah, I f- I'm okay. I'm I'm good. If like you're si- like if J Lo like is sitting there like giving me the directions, I can you can follow. You can follow instructions. I can handle it. But I my one of my biggest issues is I do the dishes, and so I never want to make <laughs> more dishes. I hear you. So I try to like do things like oh I can use this bowl for this and this, or like you know try to use less spoons, and it's just. It's just fools. It's just a fool's errand. Just use a few more dishes, and you can. It, the cooking is easier. Whatever. It is. Uh, this one is your no my read. Yeah. Yeah. Second to last this one. This is a. This is. A Ooh, you did a big one. Oh, did I? Okay. I well. think so. Hmm. It's not getting there yet. Oh. Oh. Hmm. I'm wondering if oh. I. I'm wondering if mine was hidden in the chip somehow. Oh. Funny hot sauce story. I worked at a burrito. Yeah, please talk for a minute. <laughs> I worked at a burrito place when I was in high school. And we had a... Oh, yeah, there it is. Holy hell. We had a sauce. We had a sauce called uh, Straight Habanero. And it was very spicy. Very, very spicy sauce. <laughs> and one time, I was cleaning out its container in the back, like a little squirt bottle. And uh, the... You know, one of those industrial uh, sinks with the yeah. with the hose, and it like bounced up into my face, and I was like, "Oh, what?" Yeah, and I was like, "I think I'm okay." And then it must have gotten in like the corner of my eye or something, but like an hour later, I just rubbed my eye randomly, and it got into my eye, Ooh. and it was the worst thing ever to get straight habanero sauce in my eye. I had to take my contact out and just work the rest of the shift with one contact. Yeah. It was bad, but capsaicin binds to your skin in ways that are intent like surfaces in ways that, that doesn't come off very easily. Yeah. All right. I'm having trouble. Okay. 
what's the deal with White Claw? <laughs> my Aunt Jane on Twitter sent this one in and said White Claw is disgusting. I respectfully disagree unless it's grapefruit, which grapefruit <laughs> is terrible in all forms. And that's how I feel about that. <laughs> um, it's fine. I don't, I don't care for it. I understand why people enjoy it. If you're a person that likes like LaCroix flavored seltzers, you're going to like White Claw. But it's not what I'm looking for out of an alcoholic beverage experience. So, fine. If you want to do it, it's I mean, is it basic? Sure. Is that always a bad thing? No. So, yeah, you know, do you. I think it's great for the pool. I think White Claw is perfect for that scenario when it's hot. You go to the pool, <sighs> need a few adult beverages, get a White Claw. I think this, uh, it leans towards citrus flavors besides grapefruit because grapefruit is trash. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, lime, lemonade type stuff, I think that's the best. Some of them are, this isn't White Claw, but like other brands are getting more flavor combinations. I've had like a raspberry blueberry one, mm-hmm. and that was pretty good. Um, yeah, it's. I will say this. It's like, it's okay for a refreshing drink on a hot day, but to me, it's it's its uses are much more specific than about anything else when it comes to alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Here's an idea that of me not being fooled by the marketing. People who think White Claw are somehow healthier or better like white claw loves to point out that they're only 100 calories there are light beers that are less light than that. beers are miller lights only like nine i'm i got one right here i don't know it's like 99 calories or i think it's 95 isn't that yeah. what they boast yeah. yeah yeah agreed it's not healthier it I has think, fewer carbs i think it doesn't it but i mean i understand like keeping track of calories but in my opinion if you're going to the pool and going to drink six beers or six white claws or something like that over your afternoon Calories are well, long gone from your, <laughs> from what you're caring about today. Amen. Uh, well, I know it's not. It's like not a hot take, but White Claw is one of those things where I'm just like, do you? I know people like to debate about it. I used to be one of those people that was like White Claw, whatever. <laughs> then I tried it and was like, all right, this is fine. Yeah, we, well, have, we have we have some in our fridge. I don't usually drink it, but it's there. If you, you know, it's there. If someone needs it. We had this discussion while we were preparing for this episode that like thinking your food opinion. Yeah, is like more correct than other people's is like stupid. Don't do that. Other people just like certain things. We discussed how there are certain things that in a food science way are correct. Like steaks shouldn't be prepared well done. That one's probably right. Yeah, I mean, agreed. Although I do think don't don't, don't bully people about it. But yeah, it I would say encourage somebody different. to try it not well done if you think they're doing it wrong. Don't tell them they're stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. It's one of the things where, like, no no food is right. There is no such thing as right when it comes mm-hmm. to food. Um, other than things that aren't supposed to be food that you eat, like your toenails or whatever. Or uh, ghost peppers. Hell, that's okay. <laughs> Hello, fellow nerds. This is Daniel Barnett from the future. And uh, I know what past Daniel and past Chops are about to get themselves into. So I thought I'd take this moment to say that uh, we took about a 10-minute break to compose ourselves, get a little bit of ice cream, have it at the ready before diving back into our hottest sauce. I want to thank you once again for joining us for our 25th episode. I know this one's a little stranger to listen to, a lot of uh, mouth noises, if that's not quite your thing, I'm sorry. Uh, But thanks so much for being part of our journey to 25 episodes. Of course, we are always looking for more ideas, so uh, I don't need to reiterate it here. We'll be saying it 
breathlessly at the end of the episode where to find us on Twitter and Gmail. But again, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you for being part of this Nerd Association journey with us to 25, and here's to many more. And now we go back to those poor boys that are about to get themselves in some trouble. Thanks once again for listening. Uh, The last sauce is mine, right? Yes, Mr. Daniel, you were up. Okay. This is the Can You Handle the Heat? Carolina Reaper. Probably not. The kind of red that if you saw it in nature, you would know means danger. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So. That almost rhymed. Nature and danger are close. I'm a wordsmith. I I have I will take no part in ta- toxic masculinity for this. Uh, we have pints of ice cream ready, <laughs> just in case we need them. <laughs> and ice cream is delicious. So. Well, yeah, I, I mean I'm rewarding myself with ice cream also, but let's let's do opinions that nobody has any disagreements on and just eat ice cream for our fiftieth episode. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> like murder is bad. And then we take a scoop of ice cream. <laughs> we'll just do we'll do cold takes for that one, and just say the most emotionally uh, emotionally distant things we can say about topics. All right, that'll be a real short, dumb episode. That look like a... I mean, I've I'm apparently oh, you did a little in, more. In, I must be a little suicidal. <laughs> I'll try to match you. All right, all right, that's closer. Over the lips, between the gums, between the lips, over the gums. Watch out, stomach! Here it comes. Okay, that's more of a shot thing, right? <laughs> all right. It's not there yet. Oh. I think you respond faster than me. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a chemical heat more than it is a... Yeah. <clears throat> um, For me, it it hits like the roof of the mouth and goes up into the sinuses fast. Okay. And this one in particular, I felt the burn in the nose there, yeah, there immediately. Um, I'm also getting that thing where my tongue feels thick. <laughs> Even though it's not swollen, it just yeah. feels swollen. No, I'm I'm there with you. It's uh the saliva is trying to help your tongue, but you can't just have that much saliva, so you swallow it and then that makes it worse. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm swilling beer. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fun one for our last one. Could Jack have fit on the door? James Cameron made the movie. He loves the ocean. James Cameron built the Titanic. <laughs> and he is on the record of saying, at the very least, they got a door and did tests to test its buoyancy. Right. To see how much it could hold. So, while the door would be large enough, yes, for them both to lay on it, it did not have enough buoyancy to hold two human two, two adults. So, no. Jack could have physically fit on the door, but it just would have sunk. Part two of that, okay, I'm eating ice cream. I will join you. I'm going to say for the record, um, fuck this, and eat ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, too, if you've ever been boating. Mm, that helps. Tongue science. It's cookies and cream. Yeah, tongue science. Episode one. You know it's really good podcasting? Eating ice cream. Having people listen to you eat ice cream. <laughs> yeah, um, if you've ever been boating and you've ever had a situation where you've gone overboard... Or say you're swimming off the side of a boat. It is hard to get back into a boat from the water, especially when there's not someone already in the boat to mm-hmm. help stabilize it. It's uh, similar to just in a pool. Sure. It's hard to get on one of those floaties while you're in the pool. Yep. It's, it's very difficult because <clears throat> flat objects may be buoyant enough to float 
but they're not built to avoid tipping and such, etc. So Jack was there to help stabilize the thing while Rose was on the door. Mm -hmm. Rose couldn't stabilize it. All that would have happened is he would have put his weight on one side of the door. It would have gone vertical. They do it. They do they it in do the movie. The thing, right. <laughs> they do it and show it won't work. So for the people who think Jack could have fit, you're just not watching the movie. You're just not paying attention. Yeah. Could he have fit on the door? Sure. Would they have died together? And then we wouldn't have Titanic. We wouldn't have the narrative of the movie Titanic because the only reason we know about it is the old lady survives and tells the story. <laughs> yeah. So if that's the opinion you have, it must mean you hate Titanic. Because you didn't if if that's the opinion you have, then she would have died and you never known the story to begin with. So there you go. If you're so concerned about it, you must hate it. I think we were in a lot of agreements on these. Yeah. They're they're hotly contested topics. Um, in the cultural zeitgeist, but I don't know. Maybe there's a reason we do a show together. It's interesting though. Like Daniel and I are friends and we get along. Yeah. We're amicable, but <laughs> we're very different people. Oh, I, yeah. there are, de I don't, you know, we could find them, but there are definitely things that we probably have different opinions on, sure. but we're just men of science, tongue science, and we're other men of science. We're men of science, by the way. <laughs> we've done an experiment today. <laughs> and the thing we've learned is that we can't handle the heat. <laughs> Once it gets to oh, over 600, we were fine. Up to 600 Scoville. The I habanero think. that I expected to be, well, I mean, it was my ceiling. It was what I would be comfortable eating in real life. Yeah. Yeah, the Carolina Reaper is not worth putting on your food. Here's my hot take. Ultimately, <clears throat> what is with you people that want to put that in your mouth? Why? Because <laughs> I'll tell you what, no diss on the company that made it. There's nothing good and flavorful about those sauces. No. All it is is chemical pain. <sighs> the ghost pepper one, we did say maybe adding it to something while you're cooking. Sure. It is definitely not a topper. The last two are just not I don't worth get it. putting in food. Like I said, I just feel like I maced my mouth. Like, I, I like we did the because we did the second to last one and took a break and went <laughs> took a break and got our ice cream. And then we did the last would, one yeah. and immediately ate our ice cream. What would Freud have to say that I'm like I, I hate my tongue and I'm punishing it? Like I just your tongue loves your mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> I mean, that's what Freud would say. <laughs> Well, it's not accurate. And, uh, whatever. I'll dig a hole for myself. <laughs> Freud's a weirdo, but, you know, you got to love him. Yeah. All right. So there you go. Those were our BYOBHotsauce.com Pepper Pyramid Challenge. <laughs> they didn't sponsor this. If you're right. at, hey, BYOBHotsauce.com, if you're out there listening and you want to sponsor Nerd Association. <laughs> oh, yeah. We could, that's we fine. Could, let's tag them in the tweet and see what happens. Or Kroger. We're eating your ice cream right now. True. Uh, yeah. Should we just shout out all the brands around us? No. <laughs> if you like listening to these idiots, if you like our mouth noises, <laughs> both with words and just with like excess saliva and milk, <laughs> thank you for sticking with us for 25 episodes. We yes. appreciate you. We wouldn't do this show if we didn't think people were out there listening to it. Uh, if you want to interact with us, if you want to tell us what you thought of this episode, if you want to tell us why, why we're wrong about the hottest hot sauces, you, I'll call my lawyers, but whatever. Um, you can find us on Twitter at nerdassoc, N-E-R-D underscore A-S-S-O-C. You can also find us uh, 
you can't find us there, but you can talk to us by sending an email to nerdassoci at gmail.com. We'd love to have you uh, send us your show ideas, show us, send us your feedback, maybe even come on and be one of our nerds, um, although we won't make you eat hot sauce. We'd love to hear from you. And yeah, again, thanks for helping us get to these 25 episodes. And here's to many, many. <laughs> Excuse me. There's the hot sauce. Here's to many more episodes to come. Chops, here's to you. Listeners, here's to you. We'll talk to you next week.